Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Vuga Online. Welcome, welcome, welcome uh, to another episode of PK Unshackled. I am your host, Umakawe Wawakatide. And uh, today, um, we, we have a magical show. We have a magical show. Um, the, the reason I say magical is because there's very few people that grab your attention, that become a part of the national dialogue, that uh, represent Africanism uh, more than uh, my guest. Um, and uh, I can guarantee you it's going to be fireworks. Uh, yeah, today, so I have I have a gentleman here. Now, I look at this gentleman, I, I feel inspired. Um, you know, a lot of people call him many names. You know, they call him Sangoma. They call him, uh, you know, controversial. Yeah, well, I'm controversial. Everyone's controversial. I guess when you speak out or speak up against uh, certain social ills, um, you know, historical damage that the church and other institutions have done to people, you know, they, they label you names. So, uh, please join me as I welcome my guest, Ubaba Joshua Maponga the third. Sir. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me on your platform and greetings to you and your viewers around the world. And uh, as we are building bridges for the recovering addicts of the Christian community. <laughs> ah, love it, love it, love it, love it. So you are Joshua Maponga the third. So there was a first, a second, and you are the third. Am I correct in saying your son will be the fourth? It, it goes without saying. It goes without saying. Uh, traditionally speaking, in within the royal houses, you will always want to name your 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 you know your predecessors to allow continuity. And uh, my grandfather did that within our tribe. So many people have known me only from the pastoral side, but my cultural side and my you know personal you know family history was not very clear to everybody. So they just celebrated the bishop. But they always knew I was Maponga the third, Maponga the third. But whether it was uh, for fun or it was in reality, they, they got shocked. All of a sudden, two years ago, when I reminded them that, hey, I'm not just Joshua Maponga, the pastor, you know. The three you've been seeing all along means this. And many people who had become so casual, it was like a cold wind on their faces all of a sudden to begin to redefine you and readdress you in ways that they want to address you and hence when i throw away the title of bishop people felt like hey, why are you doing that many people have worked hard to get these titles and you wake up one morning and you throw away such a big title but i said i have a big i have a bigger title than the bishop title it's something that you gave me because i was doing what i was doing but now that I'm growing into something else, I feel like that title becomes a bit more limiting to the vision and dream of what I, my life is made out of. And for that reason, I felt maybe for the sake of the younger viewers, I would put that title on ice and uh, and move over into what I need to accomplish. Um, yo, um, I'm anticipating uh, fireworks uh, on this platform today. So let's take a quick break because uh, we have bills to pay. And after the break, 
we get onto the serious stuff. The serious, serious, serious stuff that we here for. See the break. Hi, this is Dr. Angosi Mafuta. Catch me with Zakeles Banyoni on the Health and Wellness Talk Show every Wednesday, just after 10. Hi there, this is Samohanguna. Catch me every day, just after 3 p.m. for Voka Sports Hour, where we speak everything sports only on Voka Online Radio. Co.za. See you there. Please see you there. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Vuga online. Okay, welcome back to um, PK and Shackled. I'm I'm spending my morning with Ubaba Uchoshua Maponga the third. Now, please tell us. You know, there's a lot of misconceptions about you. Uh, people just don't know who you are. You know, every day there is a, 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 a new dialogue that you start. And, you know, if I miss, um, you know, three days without looking at your Facebook posts, I feel as if I don't know you anymore. Please tell me and the viewers and the listeners out there, who is Joshua Maponga the third? Maponga Joshua is a, is, is a being. Is a being, is a participle of a present continuous uh, lifestyle. I, I, I cannot say I am Joshua Maponga as a present perfect tense of a completed work. I would rather say I am being Maponga Joshua, meaning to say I am progressively growing every day. The day I die, then you can put a full stop and you can look back and say, this is what he was all about. But I think our, 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 our environment has become so intoxicated with uh, titles. I'm a nurse, you know, I'm a policeman, I'm an accountant, I'm a pastor. As if you, you're literally agreeing to drop yourself in that box and you cannot be anything else outside of what you're saying. As you see on many of my pages, many people say, stay on your lane. Don't say anything about medicine. Don't comment about politics. It's not your turf. You, get, you are a pastor, so you just stay there. Because our educational institution has almost stereotyped us into whatever you started for, that's all you know, and there's nothing more outside of that. So the, the perception of a colonial education says you should be this or that. I believe you can be this and that. So every morning at three o'clock in the morning, I wake up and I look into an empty ceiling and I download a new idea and I talk about it for the day. Tomorrow morning, I wake up, I look up again, I get a new idea, I download it again. So these are the issues. These are the conversations in the corridors of my own mind. The issues that I'm grappling with. The only problem is that as I'm thinking, I am sharing those things with you, which I know offends many people. With what you are thinking, we don't want to know. We just want to know what you were taught and what you've come to accept as truth, which, which I find a bit offensive to, to an open-minded society where thinking must be progressive. But do you think that uh, current society allows the individual to think for themselves or 
uh, it's all about social conditioning because you know some most of the stuff that you say on your social platforms I understand but the majority of people don't comprehend what you're saying don't understand what you're saying you know uh, I mean automatically before they even understand uh, the notion of of polygamy when you speak of polygamy there is oh no no hey 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 don't 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 you know the law says this the bible says this but they don't understand what you're saying would you say that you're controversial let me ask you that are you controversial um the way that I would, I would use rather is there are three types of people you need to start getting yourself around person number one are those who think inside the box who basically are conformed and confined to the parameters of the box itself group number two are those who think outside of the box but they still use the box as the reference of their thinking group number three which is my group then the damn box and think <laughs> i don't need to reference it to anything just bend the thing now there's no box let's think so controversial for me would mean that i'm i'm like a fighting against an, an ideology i'm not fighting against an ideology i'm reasoning and questioning the the ideologies based on my experience so if that is controversy then life is conflict because that is the law of motion for every movement in any direction is an equal opposite force so the fact that i'm moving means that i'm controversial but i call that movement nice 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 no i hear you so for those who don't know out there uh Joshua Maponga the third is also a pastor's kid now if 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 we start talking about your journey okay our journeys as pastor's kid you know we don't have enough time this show does not have enough time it, it but may, it, it may never end the show may never end <laughs> <laughs> but you know as as a as a pastor's kid right your your upbringing how did it channel you to be the being that you are now speaking about the good things first the publicity the limelight the recitation of bible verses the attending of uh, pathfinders marching camps the leadership roles that you are given at an early age with the responsibilities that come with it and the privilege of studying in church schools and uh, exposure to various ministers internationally and otherwise i mean the, the growth pattern itself in terms of in terms of uh, my background becomes almost an a class an a class student which of course the earlier part was a bit hectic due to the war that zimbabwe went through and my my path was like messed up from around 72 74 to around 80 81 when the war stopped in Zimbabwe so i had quite a bumpy early early primary school life but by the time i was in high school i managed to get myself to a church school church mission so lucy which was an andros university satellite campus and with top class lecturers around the world uh, both for literal critique and theology and arts and historical space and basically i lived in america while i was in africa and I graduated ultimately at Andrews University 
our degrees were literally given from Michigan and stuff like that. So, and lecturers were switching over. So I, I should say I was privileged enough to walk into an open university where debates were robust and cultural interactions were international. The campus had students from Egypt, from uh, Congo, from Tanzania, from Rwanda, from Namibia, the whole African met at Solusi. And for you as a young boy at the age of 11, to find yourself literally in an international community of that nature, from primary school right through into my high school, into my college and my university years, it, it placed me at a global pothole where I had an opportunity of mixing in this pot with the globe itself. And I think at a great extent, it shaped my worldview. I started learning Tswana and Sutu, Nyanja and uh, Amaharic. And even at one time, I had a girlfriend from Ethiopia. So, and and, and you you, you would find that your your, your appetite for a global conversation becomes activated at an early age. And I should say on a positive side, that could have been a great advantage of being pushed into the mainstream of the global conversation early. But from a more local side in terms of the church story, the church is quite abusive. We know that. And and very, very reckless. You are not allowed to grow as a pastor's child. You are literally forced into adulthood. I remember those big, my father's ties being put on me at an early age. Long jackets that were rolled over because you had to look this missionary look to then you are being put on a table to preach and send verses. People and they say I want to steal mangoes but I was not alone I was with other guys not allowed to grow and often would sleep on the floors when visitors come home they eat our milk and all those to say the least the church is insensitive. When members are stuck in town, they always at the pastor's house. The pastor's house became a station, and um, my father would be taking his money, giving people who had no transport and what. Ah, man, it, the, the rest of it, yeah, I went through all that. So, you, you, you yeah. very little you can tell me about being a pastor's kid that I didn't go through it. You are the last one on the list, but you're supposed to be the first one in terms of service. Now, now. Uh, when uh, funny story uh when when we were growing up um and this is what annoys me when we were growing up i remember that we lived in a caravan for seven years so from 1984 to 1991 i mean this thing was rotten uh, as in like it, it had holes so we had to put and blankets on top and then just to make sure which the the reds don't come in but they did come in, you understand now that was on the personal side on 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 the on the pulpit side my dad was a superstar superstar you understand people spoke highly of this guy like yeah he's highly used by god you know uh, luckily for him he was not in this miracle movement but he was preaching he was preaching you know salvation and people got saved you know he, he used to fill stadiums and it, that didn't compute in my head. Would you get you get a, a musician who fills up a stadium, uh, but they're able to feed their families and they live in houses, yet 
my father serves the squad and they fill up stadiums hey, hey, for the whole week they fill up stadium and yanigelo every week every week every day by the way so you know that that to me that didn't compute who was taking the, who was taking the, who was taking the money from the stadium who was taking um, the money I don't know. I, I, I yeah, no. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but but yeah, that, that, that is the real question. That's the real question because your father was working and someone was sitting at the back collecting the offering. So he was being used basically. The church uses people. I mean, that's a fact. Uh, and and you know what? At this day and age now, uh, he would admit that as well. That I, you know, some some of the things that were done in the past, you know, they're not. They're not necessarily of God. They're not necessarily conducive to the nucleus of, of, of the family. You understand? But anyway, so after the break, right, I'm going to ask you about African spirituality and Christian colonialism. That will be an interesting because uh, I, I, yeah, I need to pick your brain on on the the the, the the two the two uh, two subjects so yeah after the break we continue our chat with Ubabu Joshua Mponga the third so see you in a tick the home, the home of, inspiration of inspiration every every day most people give up on themselves easily you know the human spirit is powerful from news Countries across the globe have been hit by the COVID-19 virus views there's a global trend uh, to see an increase in GBV incidences specifically domestic violence 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 sports and music to inspire you every day. This is Vuga Online, your inspiration radio station. Simply the Vuga Welcome, welcome back. Uh, we paid our bills and we continue our chat. Nobaba U Joshua Maponga the third. Now. Okay, let me ask you a question. Am I am I still allowed to call you Mfundisi or I can't say that anymore? Um, look, I am that. I am that. I have not lost a bit of that. It is just in spaces where I operate. When you say it and you know exactly what you are saying, and right now we're having a conversation within the pastoral space, I would allow, okay. you, to, I would allow you to do that. But when I move to some of my spaces where some of the content begins to push the boundaries of that. I would say, let's, let's, let's put it aside. It's like a soccer star, when he gets home and he's talking to his children, they don't call him a soccer star. They call him dead. So, and you cannot force, you cannot force a soccer player to be called a soccer player in his own, in his own house. <laughs> so for me, I'm not confused about those roles. I can put one role at the door and move over. As a father, cannot be a, a husband to his children. But you become a father to these children. And my daughter the other day says to me, Hey, Dad, you know, you're my friend. I said, point of correction. I'm not your friend. You have friends. I am your father. You cannot bring your friendship issues to me. I I, I cannot deal with you as a friend. I can deal with you as a child. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, so as, uh, I'm allowed to call you police. So, now, there's a, there's a seismic shift in the national dialogue and uh, I know Abafundisi they are avoiding this you know they are saying Satan Satan but there's an awakening 
the awakening of, of the African child, the awakening of uh, the African diaspora, the awakening of the African, uh, you know, love for everything African. So a lot of young people um, are embracing African spirituality. Now, there seems to be a, a, a debate going on. What is this African spirituality? Mankumang African spirituality in Kuluma Ngungoma or in Kuluma about a higher, a higher, um, you know, form of, of, of worship, of, of, of religion, of, of, of spiritual engagement. What is your understanding or what is your uh, definition of the African spirituality? On an onset, religion is schizophrenic. It teaches you, it teaches you to dress up for church. Now, become a worshiper. And for those minutes, walk onto the stage, locked up into that. But it's not a life that you can take away from stage. When you get home, put away your the worshippers thing and you become a human being. Which I find terribly, terribly wrong. Whereas African lifestyle, to avoid the word spirituality for now until I define it, African lifestyle, when I drink water, I must put a little bit on the ground first, then drink. When I am plowing my seeds, I throw some into the furrow, some to the road for the birds. Before I plant, I pluck a herb from the bush. I take my hair and put it in the ground and take the other plant and plant it, then harvest the herb that I want to harvest. When I, when the rain comes, I go outside, I do a ritual. Before I get married, I do a ritual. After I finish peeing, I spit. After, so it, 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 it's not schizophrenic. It's a continuous, before you kill a cow, you, you tell it we're killing him for food. This is not a ritual. When, when, when anything is happening, when someone dies. So you look at the entire expression of the African life. It is not divided between now we are worshiping, now, now we are normal, no, no, now we are closer to God. It looks like the, the, the interwovenness of spirituality and divinity is actually intertwined with, with life itself. So that celebrations and rituals can only be uh, ex ex extended forms of that expression, but on a day-to-day -day basis, even our greetings, Saubor, Dumela, Dumela Ra, you hear in those words a plural expression of, in as much as I'm looking at you as an individual, but I recognize the plurality in you. You, you are not alone. I recognize your forefathers, your grandfathers, to an extent how Ubaba, Saubor, Nababa, it's, it's, it's the plural in him that plurals us to become what we are. So African spirituality, as it were, if I could define it, becomes a constant awareness, which the modern words they use, consciousness of the abundant availability and presence of the divine within the person that you are talking to and the activities that you're participating on. When you're going to Johannesburg to look for work, Ugogo comes to you, takes a bit of uh, 
the snuff and sprinkles it on you. Mtanamu kambe kashe. Ama josabe nawe. Ube what what. Ito sako zonge zpumele. So it's not, it's not divine. When you buy a new car, you take it to Bogogo, they go and pour some liquor on it. So for me, that becomes very critical. Christianity seems to, seems to be locked up in jackets and in ties. That you can only do this here. You can't do this there. So people become Christians on a Sabbath and on a Sunday. And on Monday, when they take off their jackets, they become normal. They become human beings. And, and, and for that reason, you find that what you call religion is institutionalized, whereas African spirituality is lifestyle. For a start, I can start there. Fantastic. But yeah, I hope, I hope uh, you know, people are watching this um, because, you know, one, one of the things that, that hit me uh, in, in, in my journey not only as a PK, but as a father and, uh, you know, a social commentator, or, you know, is that I don't have a clue what I'm doing. I don't have the foggiest clue of what I'm doing. You know, all my life, I was raised as a Christian, right? And uh, I mean, when you grow up, you, you start asking questions. You know, I'm, I'm an intelligent being. So you start asking questions, why do we do this? Or why does this happen? Uh, but this is not African, whatnot. You know, and I was told to shut up. Shut up. It's like you're backsliding, you understand? Because you are asking questions that are uncomfortable. You understand? Like, um, one of the questions I, I keep asking is, um, you know, uh, is... Uh, the narrative in the church was that Ukokoami Oashona is demonic. I'm like, where does that come from? Where does that come from? You understand? Uh, how do we even speak of our identity if we can't acknowledge people that have gone on this journey um, of life? You know, we, we can't acknowledge them because, and another thing, my 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 the heaven fact, this heaven 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 oh gosh, yeah. you know christianity has taught people to that the end game is heaven like you know forget who you are forget that you're zulu i, I, I want and, you to i want you to pack i want you to pack the heaven one because i want to deal with that separately <laughs> I, want, I want to deal with the gogo part first yeah. whereas, whereas religion is a problem with your grandmother the african does not have a problem with your grandmother. They will tell you exactly who she is and what is her role in your life, in, 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 in her, in your mother, in your, your father, lying in her womb and how that has become part of you and etc. And if your grandmother is a demon, then what are you? If, if your grandparents are demons, then it only means that we are also demons waiting to become demons. But I want to define African spirituality, my own definition. It is a constant interaction between the Trinity. And I'm using Trinity in the context that some of your viewers will understand. I know when they talk Trinity, they talk of a masculine Trinity. The Father is a man, Jesus is a man, the Holy Spirit is a man. So three men uh, create people, which I find totally not biological and not sensible at all. I would have been happy if people could 
understand the the, 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 the universe in its masculinity and femininity that uh, a man and woman makes a child and the whole nature is male and female from creation to animals to plants to fish to butterflies they don't have a problem with sex as it were between male and female but Christianity has a problem of, of putting a woman within the context of God they want to keep it purely as masculine but to cut the, sto the long story short then it is the concept of the the mother, the father, and the child making that trinity. As such, you find that African spirituality helps the individual. How do you interact with water? How do you interact with the soil? And how do you interact with the air? Those are the, that's the trinity of life here where we are. The air, the water, and the soil. Now, here's the mystery. Water, which is feminine, is the medium which is able to translate the spiritual to physical. I'll make it simpler. You went into your mother's womb as a spirit and as water, but your mother was able to convert the sperm in her waters and make bone and marrow, and here you are. So women become the water through which that which is divine and spiritual can actually pass through the medium of women and become physical. So African spirituality understands that the medium through which we all have come into this life, the gate through, we all, through which we all have come into this life from one realm of life to another realm is the woman. Therefore, water becomes important. Hence, in all African spirituality, including Christianity, when they baptize you, by the way, they are also taking a bit of that, putting you back into the womb so that you come up as a new creation. According to the book of Romans chapter 8, you know, the old things have passed away in Romans chapter 6, and the old things have passed away, the new things have come. I'm a new creature now. In John uh, chapter 3, how do you get born again? Do I go back in my mother's womb? And etc. You can hear from the debate that the man is asking, should I now go back into the same waters? and come back again. No, you don't have to go back into the womb, go to the water. And from the water, you can come back as a new creation. So African spirituality understands the air, representing the rains, representing the spirit, representing the space from which we have come from. Jeremiah chapter 4, before you were born, I knew you. I identified you. I formed you. And then I created you. And I placed you in your mother's womb. Now, what were you? Wait with some. Because we understand where we are coming from, we understand where we are, and we understand where we are going. So African spirituality actually defines that while you are alive, interact with the air, interact with the soil. Then when our children are born, we cut up their placentas and etc. and we dig them back to the ground. That's the birth certificate. That's a title deed. That is touching me back with the ground from where I came from. And when I die, we put a deposit when you are born. When you are dead, pay the final payment as you enter back into into in, into the ground from where you've come from so how do you interact with the spirit how do you interact with the soil and how do you interact 
with the waters itself. That becomes a conversation that the African constantly has in his entire lifestyle of worship. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Um, now, you know, I'm, I'm learning a lot. I'm, I'm learning a lot. Like I said, you know, I come from from the Karalaba, Sindaraba, Karasundo generation and culture and anything African is frowned upon. Anything African is, is you know, even the fact that I have, I'm, I'm, I'm 41, I've got dreadlocks, you know. A lot of people still say, and shut up man it's none of your business you know uh i'm an african you know i like the way i look i like the way uh, by the way you you are my you are my um, inspiration in terms of your attire you know you, you, you usha, ukren, ukren. I'm, I'm get, i must get myself we break, we break, we're breaking rules <laughs> yeah no no we break rules we break rules you know uh, but you know what? Um, let's take a quick break, right? After the, the break, let's discuss this this uh, issue here. How how Christianity was used to oppress black people because it was. We, you know, we can't run away from that, uh, and it's it's still happening today. This colonial element, I call it New Age colonialism. So we'll chat about that. And uh, you said you want to. Uh, quickly share about heaven so I, I i'd like to hear what you have to say about heaven so yeah after the break we continue our chat no baba how do you know the life or personal coach you are about to work with is who they say they are how do you know if they can do the job at the africa board for coaching consulting and coaching psychology we can tell you so before you share your secrets and spend your money check with us first Visit www.abccp.com or call us on 012-751-7608. The ABCCP, the professional body for coaches. You're listening to Vuga Online. You are rocking with the best. Okay, uh, welcome back to PK and Shackled. Igamo Makawa Katide and I'm chilling with uh Joshua Maponga the third. I wish I could I could my son by the way is Makawa Goodwill Katide the second. <laughs> so his son will be the third. I don't know why I did it, but it, it just happened. It just happened. Anyway, so I know Uti you love music, sir. Um yeah and I love music. I love music. Um but in terms of uh how we've been raised you know this this notion that e, e, at churches we have to sing you know your hill songs and you know european rock music and that is the definition of gospel music and what puts you in connection with god i don't disagree with that i mean you play what's that instrument you're playing now playing mbira Mbira, I love that instrument, you understand? I love because it's distinctly African. Now, my question is, if I'm sitting under a tree and playing the Mbira and go on the spiritual trance, is that not some form of worship? The, the word Mbira, ah, is the Aleph, the Alpha, which you sing in your church, you are the Alpha, Alpha and Omega, the Ah. We are reading the word backwards. M B I R 
A, B, Ra. That's the name of the instrument. R represents where it all began. The great Aleph, the great R. Ra is the sun. The day, time that we have been given to celebrate R. So you have Ra. Then Ira in Shona means holy, means sacred, set apart, sanctified. So a day is sanctified time to celebrate R. Then Ira is an occasion, an event where we meet together as a community. And once a community meets together, their presence become a holy convocation within a space of time where they should celebrate their life and the blessings that have come from R. Then Mbira is an instrument that we play during Mbira. And when we play the instrument, the environment becomes era. Time, if you remember very carefully from your other era, where we are celebrating Ra, the sun that has come from R. Then I become Gwenyambira, the one who is scratching the Mbira during the Bira, the event which is Ira, where we celebrate Ra, who has come from R. Therefore, our music is actually our connecting cables between the present and the past, because this instrument was made by our ancestors as they were connecting with God. When we begin to play it and connect the cadence of the pentatonic scale, we have the modal change in our spirits that gives us the frequencies of which our divine spirituality is grounded upon. So our African instruments, including the drum, which is a combination of two weird things, the wooden stick that is dead, and the cup that our forefathers were drinking milk from, those two things put together in the hollowness of the tree, which speaks of our life, by the way, that life is when another skin of another life covers the hollowness of human existence. That becomes our understanding of incarnation. This becomes spiritual. I am physical. When I hit the drum, I am able to make contact with the history where we are coming from and produce the spiritual sound which touches you and alters your frequency. So we play the drums to connect ourselves with the history from where we come from and experience the past in the present as we are celebrating life itself and having perceptions of the future which we are holding on and moving on to. So now, what, 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 what do you say to... Uh, you know, you have to listen to this rock music. Uh, uh, how great is our God? We have to listen to that, and apparently, that's the only spiritual. Thing. I mean, I, I make house music, I love house music, I've loved house music, and uh, you know, I realized that for me, it's a spiritual journey, you know, it, it's a connection to a higher being, you know, and and. Uh, people think, ah, no, stop it, Mitsama. I don't care, you know, you know. but it, it worries me when we've chosen a a foreign, um, you know, type of music that has nothing to do with our culture 
and the assumption is that it's the only thing that connects you to this higher being. You know, I always say to people, it's 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 unfortunate that our people have been brainwashed to that level. You know, uh, when you figure with your mbira and your djembe and your whatnot, you start beating drums, uh, automatically you into a macro. You know, I, what happened to being African? Are we but that? Let me ask this question. Are we the, that far out? Are we that hopeless? On the same wavelength, that same rock music is used for satanic and uh, Luciferian worship. The rock music in itself is devilish and demonic. If you can go back and really study that music. So in as much as some of it is now the instrumentation has been taken out of the rock music to become Christian music. Why are you afraid as African to take what they also call demonic on your side and create your own spiritual music? Country music has become has become gospel music. Hitler killed people, the Jews, playing classic music. So can we say that music is only sacred to the European community? Maybe that's the level of colonization that even our worship, our music, our marriage, our food, and our style of expression has been colonized. It's a fact that we need to accept. I mean, you've got some of our mainstream churches we are singing, we sing, we sing, and we are happy as young people. Immediately when the pastors walk in, okay, you know, means what? Let's now sing the colonial hymn book. Then we are now starting worship. You, 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 what you were doing here is, is useless. I mean, they even say, after one hour of praise and worship, how do you open a service? We've been here for an hour. Are you only saying now God is walking in when we are singing European music? That's colonialism at its highest level, where we, we, we are way into the deep. And unfortunately, our fellow black elders and pastors are fully enforcing that culture to make sure that it is fully entrenched in the black young people to make sure they don't depart from the colonial teachings. Okay, I, I, I officially think we've run out of time, uh, but uh, Mapong, we'd like to invite you again. Uh, I think that there's more to explore and, uh, you know, I always say that we must tap into the resources that we have as a collective so that we understand who we are. I mean, in your book, Find Your Truth, beautiful title, love it. You know, um, where, where can people find your book, by the way? The book is, a, is on Amazon. If you're in South Africa, take a lot. Exclusive books, bargain books, CNA, all the bookshops nationally. You can just walk up to them. If they don't have stock, the book is fully registered. They can order a copy for you. We, we have managed to place it on every African hand. Please get a copy of that book. And when you read it, stay away from church for about two weeks and um, fight with yourself. The book is about 60% questions. And so it will need you to literally struggle with yourself and ask those unfamiliar, uncomfortable questions that you had as a young child. And I think young people are better worshippers than old people. Because when we were young, we used to ask questions because we honestly wanted to know. But as you get older and older, and you are pushed down not to ask, not to ask. We have also become like all of them. But this book will resurrect the young person in you and take you back to asking the question, why do we baptize? Why do we get baptized and Sangomas are also getting baptized? What is the difference? Fantastic. 
So yeah, Bob Mopong, thank you very much for your time and uh, me and you have a date for uh, the second shoot of this, uh, of, uh, second uh, shoot of uh, PK and uh, Chekhov. Uh, at home, we hope that this discussion has, you know, enlightened you, has inspired you. Uh, but most importantly, you are, you are on the path to find your own truth. You can sing happy birthday for me at least. Let me put you on the spot. And uh, me sing. <laughs> no, Baba. <laughs> I, wanted, I, 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 wanted you, I wanted you on tape. I wanted you on record singing, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I'll, I'll, make you, I'll, I'll make you a song. I'll make you a song, but singing is not my strength. <laughs> Anyway, thank you for joining us at home. Uh, adios. <laughs> thank you.